about a year down the road, almost to the day, you're going home to visit family, right? You're going to go home for Thanksgiving week. You're going to go home and see your family for Thanksgiving. You're, uh, you're flying home. You get one of those like, like late night flights, you know, where you're just like, I'm going to take like a real fucking late flight because it's super cheap. What time is it? Uh, the flight is at 10 o'clock. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just a late flight. Okay. You're going to get home, uh, by what was you normally get home at? Like one, one thirty? Um, two. No, not that late. It'd yeah. be like, uh, one. Well, there is a time change. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, it would be, yeah, it'd be probably about two. So about two. Yeah. So. You get to the airport. There's hardly anybody there. You know, it looks like you're probably one of the only flights that night. Yeah. You, uh, it's like not a whole lot of people there either. It's really dead in the airport. I mean, it's like that late at night. Sure. So you go in, you sit down, you're just kind of kicked back, waiting for your plane to board. You're like watching TV. Uh, and it cuts back like from commercial. And it is, uh, there's a football game. On? Yeah. Who's playing? The Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Okay. It's a big rivalry game. They're calling it the battle for the NFC North. <laughs> Wait, they what they the they two. named the their yeah game because, because last year the same game decided the division, and this year is like this is a big fucking game, dude. Okay. A lot of playoff implications. Okay. Right. By the time you catch in, it's like at the tail end of the game. Lines are up 24-21. Oh, wow. They got the ball. Four minutes left. And they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to ice the game here. Okay. Big drive. Big, important drive of the game. Could put it away. Okay. Could punch their ticket to the fucking playoffs. Wow. Big drive, big game. And you're not like a big-time football fan, right? Um, no, I, I enjoy watching it, but yeah. I don't I don't follow it. You don't teams. seek it out or anything. I know so, how but it's works. on, and you're just, yeah. you know, what else are you going to fucking watch? So you're watching it. You get tired because it's a late flight. Yeah. You start to kind of like feel like you're dozing off. And just before you fall asleep, God damn the it. moments right when your eyelids are their heaviest. Yeah. It almost feels like you have little fairies pulling down on your eyelashes. That's how heavy your eyelids feel. <laughs> what? You're so close to sleep. I think about fairies. You, you feel it for the first time. You're that close to sleep and you're that aware for the first time in your life. Oh. And then you hear, Pat, Pat. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Um, I guess I look around for the source of this weird supernatural noise. So you uh, you look around and you're just kind of facing the television, and through the television you're seeing uh, a referee just staring at you. <laughs> and this referee is the most fucking buff referee. This referee is jacked, dude. The buff referee, yeah. This referee, his his arms are tan as the day is long. Wow. And he is fucking vascular. You can see every vein. Oh, the vein God. on his forearm, you look at it, and you swear it would line up perfectly with the road leading from your childhood home to the nearest interstate. <laughs> if you didn't overlay... There's no way I could know that. If How? you didn't overlay, it's an exact match, because... Uh, you How could I possibly know that? Because that week you were looking at an atlas of your hometown, like looking at like 
roads? like roads to like run on. You're you've been running. You're looking for like a running route. So you have like an old atlas. It was your grandfather's atlas. On my mom's side or my dad's side? Mom's side. The Irish one, yeah. Yeah. He had an atlas. And when you were ten years old, he sat you down and he said, Pat, this is me Atlas. <laughs> now this is your Atlas. Okay. And then he gave it to you. It's pretty unceremonious. <laughs> but you've always had that atlas. So you what look, the fuck? And that vein on that forearm would line up perfectly with Riggle Road. That's unbelievable. Riggle Road was a uh, was named because it was the first road in your town, and they had uh, they had a big ceremony to where it was like the, at the top of this hill that like went down into like this beautiful valley area. Yeah, and um, to commemorate the town like becoming a real town on the first full rainfall <laughs> where Riggle Road is now. The people who founded your town laid down in that wet grass and just wriggled down the hill. And that's why they named it Riggle Road. So you look at Riggle so Road. unbelievably weird. Riggle Road lines up perfectly with that vein in his arm. And he mm-hmm. is just fucking cut, dude. He is tan. That shirt is tight. <laughs> and you look up at his face and he's just like an old white guy. Yeah. He's clearly on some sort of medicine. He tans a lot. Just an old white guy. But his torso is cut and tan. <laughs> It's alarming how cut and tan this guy is. Yeah, okay. What would you say to him? I go, what? I go, did someone say something? And he looks down and he goes, Pat, Pat, Pat. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I, uh, can I help you? Is, you? is anyone else seeing this? No, there's nobody around. Okay. It's pretty empty. Not a lot of tickets sold for this flight. So when you acknowledge him, he steps out of the TV. He like steps through your TV. Yeah. And um, which is like kind of just it's descended, you know, it's like one of those airport TVs that's way up and he just sort of floats down (laughs) and you look back at the TV and the players in the game are stopped and they're like looking into like, what the fuck is going on? Right. They're also confused. Yeah. They also have no fucking idea what's happening. So it's just like a fucking it's a weird moment where they just wait for him. They're just waiting. They're just like waiting for him to return so they can finish their fucking game. Dude, four minutes and change left. Three point ball game. Chance to go to the playoffs. Big fucking drive. Big fucking game. All right. They want to get this going. Yeah. But you know what supersedes that? This referee coming to see you. Okay. The puff referee. So he stands in front of you. He says, Pat, (laughs) the gods have granted me the ability to change the rules. You can A, have controlled rent for the rest of your life, or B, one hour a week, you get to sing incredibly well, like really well. Oh, You uh, decide. You know, man, I was going to say the controlled rent immediately, but I have always wanted to sing well. And today when I was driving to work, I was thinking about how there are certain things that in life that we want and we don't get, we don't always get what we want. <clears throat> yeah. And I was, thinking, you try about, I was thinking about singing. I swear to Christ, this happened like seven hours ago. So now I'm kind of torn because the rent thing is probably the, the more adult thing to do. But I mean, you know, singing would be nice. 
You know, I, I consider myself creative. That'd he goes, kinda... you decide. Oh, he's, he's bad. He's getting a little impatient, and he holds up his fist. Oh, no. And he's got a whistle on his hand. Oh, like that's, no. And it, this whistle is as it's as big, if not bigger, than his fist. It's the biggest. <laughs> it's bigger than his fist. It's the biggest whistle. It's like strapped to his, his hand. It's the yeah. biggest whistle you've ever fucking seen. It looks tough. It looks like they pulled it from the top of a goddamn locomotive. Wow. You can almost hear it choo-choo. Okay, I, I want no part of, of, of this guy's whistle. He goes, you decide. Um, he takes a little bit of a more aggressive stance, like he's ready to blow that whistle. Oh, fuck. And you see his biceps just flex, and you almost hear ping, 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 of like, a, <laughs> of like the threads tearing. You can almost hear it. You get a feeling like he's about to pop out of that fucking shirt, dude. And you honestly kind of want him to. You yeah. want to see what's going on. <laughs> it does sound intriguing. You know? Uh, uh, singing. I'm doing singing. Fuck it. He goes, you have chosen this is so much pressure. once a week to be incredibly good at singing. And then he turns and he just ascends back into the TV. He blows the whistle. The game continues. The puff referee, man. Yeah. The uh, Lions throw a pick. The 20-yard line. Green Bay uh, takes it down to the 10 to kick a field goal to tie it. They go to overtime. And uh, Green Bay has a... Has a, a pick six to end the game. It's heartbreaking. Why are you telling me? I don't give a shit. I was. I thought you liked football. So you um you go home. You're like, okay. You get home. Like you're like, fuck. One hour a week. I get to be really good at singing. Yeah. So when when would you do it? And how how would you make it go down? Okay. Would you like do one? Would you take one week and be like, okay, I'm gonna try and like do it by myself, or would you like take it out somewhere? Um, what I would do. <clears throat> I would spend a week compiling a list of um, of old uh, folk songs and yeah. old uh, kind of uh, old time music, bluegrass music, and I would uh, I would spend my day off on Sunday just looking at all the the different songs, you know, finding about yeah. um, five of them that I like. Yeah, and on Monday during the day. Mm-hmm. I would bring some uh, microphones to the Velveeta room during the day. There's no one there. Like, yeah. you know, uh, and I'll close the door and I would set up a small little studio there with mics and, and stuff. And I would, uh, I would, I would record a bunch of these old, uh, these old folk songs. Cause I mean, I, I play them anyway in yeah. real life. So I've always wanted to sing them really well. And I think I would, record an album of uh a folk of old folk and old time songs and i would do i would you know do my own harmonies and stuff like that yeah and the only accompaniment is the banjo that's what i do so what would you call the album um you call it uh pat's alone time <laughs> you think about it for a split second and then pat's alone time just comes into your head that's so the, bad the cover is you uh leading forward on a bale of hay <laughs> You've got like a, you're kind of like propped up on a knee what? with your with your chin on your hand, and you're like you're wearing a black turtleneck. Pat's alone time. That so you fucking do it sucks so bad. That is the worst thing ever. Pat's alone. Why is it called that? Because in the, on the cover, the photo of you just like you're like standing in a barn. You're like standing on a bale of hay. You just look so fucking alone. 
in that bar. Okay, it's fine. I put out, <laughs> that's a loan time. <laughs> How was it received? So that day, you um, you go record, right? You go into the Velve, you get everything set up, you play the songs flawlessly. You sing the songs perfectly. Wow. It's, it's, it's as precise of an execution that it can be. It, it's fantastic. The Cuckoo Bird. That's the first song I do. The Cuckoo Bird. Yeah. So you record Pat's Alone Time, and you're like, <laughs> man, I'm fucking impressed. Like, Who says that? That you say that to yourself. You're like, oh, holy I'm shit, happy this with is crazy. Own. Okay. You're like, I, 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 you didn't. You're like, don't want to go home. You know, you're like, I, you have this energy about you. You're like, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see some live music. I'm gonna go have a drink. You know. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're gonna just like take some time to like think about, like you just can't go home. You no, know? I get it. Yeah, I understand. You feel that way. Where would you go in town? You go to this new bar on the east side. Okay. What it's, time? Of, this is at night or in the day or? It's uh, it's at night. Okay. What's the bar called? Uh. Kid Squidly. Oh God. Yeah. Why the fuck is it called that? Because the the um the uh like the the sign is just like a uh, a young squid. It's like a young cartoon squid whose name is Kid Squidly. I there's no you know what I actually probably would go there. I, I would have. I it's would called Kid Squidly. Yeah. And all the all the menus are made like a children's seafood menu. <laughs> it's like a it's like a bar. <laughs> I would definitely go right. there. It's that like, sucks so bad. It's definitely like a red, white, and blue color theme. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Kid well, Squidly. Because uh, do I enjoy it, or is this a, a ironic thing? Or? Uh, it, it's like a bar that you just go to. You're okay. like, whatever. It's fun. They have cheap drinks, and okay, then, you know, you, you, know al- what? you always that's you always go, and you always have a good time. And fuck, people like make fun of it because it's fucking dumb. Uh, a bar named after a, a cartoon child squid. Kids, Kid Squidly. Squidly. Because was, um, was the uh, quid was, was a character created for the restaurant? Or no, is it- the character was created when um, Alfonso Martin was five years old. He <laughs> what had is Alf- about to happen. He uh, <laughs> Alfonso was always like an ambitious uh, artist, even as like a child. He like was like a kid who always loved to draw. Yeah, and he uh, told his parents that. Um, he had a best friend, an imaginary friend, who was oh, a, a little boy squid. It was kid squidly. It was kid squidly, and Fuck. so like he would like draw him. He drew him the exact same way <laughs> every time. Every time. This is a little. It weird. was. It was like like the quality never. It was always perfect quality. Every <sighs> time he draw him, it was perfect quality. This is. And weird. he did it uh, ever since he was five years old. Okay. When he was uh, seventeen. Antonio uh, killed his mom and dad, Jeez. and he he went to prison. He was, uh, yeah, he blamed it on Kit Squidley, and so they made a fucking bar named after this thing. Well, hang on. So he goes to prison. He he's uh, found as a as they try him as like a youth because he wasn't eighteen. Yeah, he gets out when he's like twenty four. As he's like walking out of jail, he gets hit by a city bus. Jeez. He sues a city bus for seven million dollars. Wow. He wins it and he pours it all into Kid Squidley. But it's a pretty cool bar. So, so, so he named the bar after his source of childhood trauma. No, it's like his imaginary friend. They were friends. Okay. Well, so you go to Kid Squidly. They're having like a, a like a, a music open mic night. Okay. You sit down at the bar. You look at that cartoon fucking menu. <laughs> right. The menu that feels like it has, should have a maze on the back of it. You turn it over. 
and there's a maze on the back. Oh, wow. You spend seven minutes trying to figure it out. <laughs> seven minutes. It's not a hard maze. Like It's like a child's menu, uh, but you just couldn't get it. Why? Why? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm just telling you, you just didn't get it. That sucks. What kind of drink would you order? Uh, a beer and a shot. So you, uh, Lo- you order- Lone, Lo- Lone Star, shot of well whiskey. Let's go, fucking do this. They go, oh, uh, that you mean my 18th birthday? <laughs> That's the what it's called. A Lone Star and a shot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Please and give you, me it's, a- uh It's $4. What? For both? For all of it. Yeah. Uh, I see why I come here, man. Yeah. It's cheap drinks. What's the, the company like there? Fun weirdos, you know, whatever. Tonight's music open mic night, so it's probably a little bit more eccentric. Oh, yeah, know? sure. So you're uh, you're sitting there having your Lone Star and your shot of whiskey. You shoot the whiskey, and it's just the perfect fucking whiskey. It's the perfect fire, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? You take a shot of whiskey, and it just burns down your throat. This is the perfect <laughs> fire. You feel it burn. What, what's the brand of whiskey? It's just a well whiskey. It's called... Southern Gentleman's Mama's Whiskey. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it, is it, is, okay. Is that image real or is that like a marketing thing? Like, did it come from these good old oh, boys yeah. who got it from yeah. their mom? Okay. It's a, it's a family still. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, t- I shoot the whiskey. I have a sip. Just of burns, of right? <laughs> God. You feel it burn from the tip of your tongue down to the tip of your cock. Oh, God. You know what I mean? You just feel it burn. You Why do like you say it. cock? I'm just telling you what happens. So you take a drink, and as soon as you finish that shot, you hear this voice come from the stage. It's a buttery southern drawl. How is he already back? You take a step into the showroom, and on stage is a man with a guitar, <laughs> pale, long hair. <laughs> you look at his shoes, and you recognize the shoes. Yeah. You see the blue suit that he's wearing. He's holding a big guitar, and he's this buttery, dulcet voice singing a song about heartache. And you hear the song, and you're moved by it, right? The song is all about his brother stealing his wife. It's a beautiful song. People are in fucking tears. You know, people are just crying. Why uh, Why do I identify with it so much? It's just a beautiful song. Okay. It's an amazing, beautiful song. No hidden messages or... No, no, no. Okay. It's just a perfect tale of heartbreak. Uh, so you look at him, you, you hear this beautiful song... Where he talks all about his brother, uh, you're, he doesn't really you, you don't understand it. The name, he doesn't he doesn't like. It sounds like he's referring to a person in the song, but it's, he doesn't call him like a normal name. What does he call him? Wide. He calls him the word wide. Wide, yeah. Okay. And you can't tell if it's like a dialect saying Wyatt, you know, or but if it's I like hear the word wide. wide. Okay. Yeah. So you see him like play his guitar. People applaud. Uh, do I enjoy it? You love it. Okay. It moves you. And you see him just kind of saunter off stage and he goes and sits down at the end of the bar by himself and he orders a shot of whiskey. What do you do? What kind of music was he playing? Country music. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this 
None? Buttery, yeah. dulcet voice. Um, I think I would say uh, I would order a, a, a shot as well, <clears throat> and I, I'd say, uh, "Hey, man, that was uh, that sounded really good." And I kind of just raised my a shot to him, and we'd presumably drink the shot together. You turn to look at him, and you you recognize him. Yeah, you seen him before. He goes, "Hello, Pat," Ugh. and he clinks your glass, and he shoots the whiskey, and he goes. Feel it in the tip of my dick. Ah. Oh. And you know he means it. Yeah. Okay. What do you say to him? I go, hey man, how how are you? Good good to see you. He goes, good to see you. What are you doing here? This buttery dulcet voice. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'm just here to I'm just here to have a drink. I just sang some songs. It went pretty well. Yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, sit in a bar, uh, have a few drinks, watch the sun go down, just like the old days mm-hmm. before uh, before comedy. He goes, oh, that sounds awful nice. He goes, I've been practicing some songs. I'm trying to get my band back together. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> he goes, I mean, this is so fucking weird. You're, I, just, having a, be you're so- just having a drink. You're out having a drink. You're okay. celebrating your performance. You're out having a drink. You run into this guy. This is so weird. Okay, cool. Great. He Do was, I like this guy? I don't I don't know how I feel about this guy. I gotta be honest with you. He That's goes, it. Pat, you remember me, right? Yeah, I do. He sticks a hand out. He goes, Slim Kaufman. C O U G H M A N. Why do you spell it? Just want to make sure everybody's not confused. Didn't want a German spelling. I'm not a big fan. But who would even think? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll shake his hand. He goes. I'm trying to get my band back together. I'm glad. I, I'm glad you came out here. Yeah. It was my brother Wyatt is coming back into town. We're getting the band back together, and I was wanting to know could we uh could we use your space? Wyatt Kaufman. Wide. Wide Kaufman. My brother Wide. Okay. Um. What do you mean, use my space? Use we want to book a show. He goes, will you book me and my brother at the show? When? What do you got available? I don't know. We could do like a Wednesday. Wait, hold on. What? Do you, uh, why do you want to play my room? And what's the, the money situation? He goes, Pat, look, I can't promise you people show up. And frankly, you know who I am in my state. Uh, I couldn't get booked at a lot of places. Yeah, you're a fucking ghost. You're a fucking ghost who came to life. So can I use your room, Pat? No. Will you please let me book me and my brother wide? Is he a a ghost? Look, Pat, I can't tell you what he is or what he is, and we've led different lives. He was I think we could probably get 30, 40 people in there. I got a pretty good internet following. This this is too weird. Uh, No, I don't want to. Fuck off, Kaufman. I'm not. We're not doing this. He goes, it would really help me out. He goes, why not? Why wouldn't you let me book a show with my brother Wyatt in your room? Because the last time I saw you, it did not end well. I left. I walked away. Okay. um, Let me book a show in your room. I don't have to help you, and frankly, I don't want to help you. I would really appreciate it. Would you? I would. Me and my brother Wyatt haven't played together for a long time. Okay, what do I get? 
You take whatever you want money-wise. I just want the show, Pat. Me and my brother Wyatt haven't played together forever. It's not since he stole my wife. (laughs) I think at that point, I would absolutely have them play. I mean, I don't like the fact that he's a little pushy and that he's clearly a ghost. Uh, But that is insane, and I would love to see. I mean, the tension there must be uh, excruciating. I would love to see that. Yeah, him play the country music with the guy who who stole his wife, who's also his brother. Yeah, yeah, fuck Wyatt, that. Yeah, no. Wyatt Kaufman, C O U G H M A N. Okay, so yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd book. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, definitely. The brothers Wyatt and Slim Kaufman. Yeah, I the get Kaufman it. brothers. Okay, yeah, I get it. I, I, I think I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Fuck, of course I would do it. So you book the show, right? What would you call it? Um, you I, have control over everything. An evening with uh, the Kaufman brothers. You book an evening with a coffee. A night brothers. of uh, a night of music. So you book it. It sells out. It sells out within the first forty-five minutes. Um, immediately, like, like that, it sells out. The night of the show comes. There's a palpable buzz in the air. You go, ladies and gentlemen, the Coffin Brothers. The place erupts. Up on stage walks the slender, slim Kaufman. How how do they have so many fans? He told you he's got a pretty good. Internet oh right, presence. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. What's his busy. internet presence? Uh, he does like Twitter and stuff. Is he on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> What's his profile like? Uh, it's just pictures of pipes. It's pictures <laughs> of pipes. <laughs> it's pictures of exposed pipes, and he's like, uh, "Oh God!" If only I was in the market. <laughs> you you almost get the impression that he's still lives inside of a pipe like he sleeps inside of a pipe maybe okay. even the pipes in the valve I you don't f- really know i freed him yeah from the pipe but where's he gonna go you know that's all he's ever known sure i don't you know so bring him on stage right god damn it slim kaufman walks out and he uh he says ladies and gentlemen it's been a long time since i've been able to say this but i'd like to welcome my my brother wide Kaufman, slim and wide up onto the stage and you see him uh, you see him walk onto the stage, and it's not like he's like particularly wide. He's he's a bigger human than Slim, who is pretty slim. Uh, wide steps up there, and they're wearing matching suits, the same black shoes, these shiny, shiny black shoes. Wow! And they, they have like blue suits on, white shirts, blue tie. They look pretty good. They look good. They okay. match, and you could tell that this is like an act. And when you look at him, you study him from the floor up and you see those black shoes. And you see that blue suit and the blue jacket, his white shirt. Yeah. And then you see his face and you recognize him. He looks like a man you've seen before. Okay. He looks like somebody that you, you've known from, from some point in your life. He looks very familiar. Who does he look like? You can't picture it, but okay. he looks like somebody very familiar. Someone that I knew when I was a kid? Or? Just somebody you feel like you've known your whole life. Okay. Very familiar. And Slim says, all right, Wyatt, are you ready? And he says, sure thing, Slim, in a voice that sounds familiar. Yeah. Just a calming, soothing voice. Okay. And then you see him. He picks up a guitar and his hands. His hands are so big. 
but only when you're not looking at them. Uh, they are just so, these hands are so fucking what, big. What it looks mean, like he's so, manhandling this guitar. When I'm not looking at them, I, I they, when you're not looking right at them, they look fucking huge. Like out of the corner of my eye? I yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. They look, I mean, really big. How big is it? I, I, I wait like three, four times the size. Oh my God. Just a big hand, just a giant hand. So he starts playing the guitar with these two <laughs> giant hands, yeah. and you're amazed at the beauty coming from 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 the instrument. And they're, they're singing these harmonies. They're they're singing about uh, growing up on the rolling hills of uh, in North Carolina. Yeah, uh, they're singing songs about outrunning the law when they were moonshining in Southern Georgia. So they're good. They're fucking awesome. Cool. They're great. Like. Carter family band Americana at its finest. It is it's pure and it's unlike anything you've ever seen live and it floors you. Yeah, right? man. I love uh I have so many distinct memories of uh of that happening with with music. Yeah. Of just being floored. So it, I know I know what this is. It's one of those moments. Okay. Uh the place is electric. People are hanging around. The Velve is just magical that night. Wow. Uh, the show ends. Everything winds down. You see the two brothers standing on stage together, um, just like talking. The veil eventually clears out where it's just you and them. You know, it's that point in the night. Everybody else is gone. It was a good night at the Velve. Real good night. Yeah. Uh, there was a a convention in town. It was a it was a, a gambler convention. It was a high rollers convention. What's it called? Uh, it's called In the Black. <laughs> a high roller gaming convention. So there was this. There was this group of. Uh, okay, the reason that sucks so bad is that that sounds like that sounds real. Yeah, I would definitely see that. Uh, I mean, that sounds. I'm real. just telling you what, this is what's going on. Sure. No. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. You. Um, there's, there's this group of guys, a bunch of high rollers in town. Yeah. And they like they're just carrying cash everywhere. They drop a bunch of cash. They're like a right? crew? Huh? They're like a crew. They're like a crew. They drop a bunch of cash on the ground. And like <laughs> they leave for the night. And you guys just find it. And <laughs> Michael picks it up and he goes, 17 large. Oh, bitch. oh Michael. And then he walks out of the valve into the night. He takes the money? He takes it. Does he leave? Like yeah. forever? No, no, he comes back. Why did he leave? His shift was done. Oh, these guys were just hanging out, and he found seventeen large on the ground. So yeah. you're up there. It's just the three of you guys, right? You can, and you're you're back there cleaning the bar, and you yeah. hear the conversation on stage get a little heated. Uh oh, and the and you hear definitely start talking about uh, a woman, Francine, and you see it really start to get heated, right? And they're going back and forth. Next thing you know, uh, Wyatt goes to walk away. Slim grabs a guitar. And beats him over the head with it. Oh my god! Blood goes everywhere. Uh, you see his, you see his exposed brain. Whoa! His, his body, uh, his body just, just really gets shredded. He get, he kicks him down the stairs. When he kicks him down the stairs, uh, the body changes. And on the floor of the Velveeta room, you see, you recognize the man. Yeah. You see the just a lifeless body. These black shoes, <laughs> dark stonewashed jeans, <laughs> a maroon T-shirt that almost matches the color of the blood on the floor, and a black leather jacket. Oh, no. 
Oh, man. Okay. Uh, and then Slim turns to you, and he goes, Pat, I got to thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing that for me. He goes, I- as a reward, anytime you need me to do that to somebody for you, just bring him here, let me put on a show, and I'll take care of it. Anytime. So, hold on. So there's someone that I want you to kill with a guitar. He goes, oh, whoa. I mean, we don't say those words, but anytime you need me, yeah, I'm But that's right what here. you clearly just, you just kill that guy. He goes, anytime you need me, Pat, I'm right here. Okay. What just happened with, with Wide? What just happened? He goes, you can't Pat, just kill someone you see him, at my fucking job. You see him turn and walk away. You see him turn and walk towards the bathroom, and he goes in the bathroom. Do you follow him? Yeah. You follow him in there. Do you, what are you saying to him? I go, what the fuck just happened, dude? You see him like look, and he looks into the sink, and he takes a step into it, and he goes down the drain. <laughs> His guitar shrinks with him, and you hear him playing it from inside the to- the the sink pipes, and then he goes, "I'll see you later, Pat. My office stands." Might want to clean up that body, though. All right, I call the cops immediately. So you call the police. What do you? Would they come in and they see this body of this man on the floor? What do yeah. you do? I tell them what happened. Uh, this guy, the guy who I had booked to play here, um, is who? That fucking guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, hey, wait, was this Kaufman. where Slim Kaufman was playing? Slim Kaufman. Yeah. Holy shit! I couldn't get tickets. They sold out so fast. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, is he here? Well, that's the problem. He. He attacked this man and then escaped. Slim Kaufman. I know it sounds weird. Where do you see it? Slim did this and he escaped? Where'd he go? I don't know. Last I saw him, he was in the bathroom. So the, you, they go in the bathroom. There's nobody in there. They go, what the fuck's happening here? He must. He probably ran out the back. So they, they look around and they question you, right? Uh, clearly, they, they never find Slim Kaufman. They question you and you... Uh, they eventually just like uh, harass you into confessing what? to the murder. Yeah, it's not a good situation. So you go to jail. You get found guilty of murder. You go to jail. Right? Fuck that. No, hold on. You go to jail. And on, on the third day of jail, you, uh, you're you in the shower and you fart really loud. <laughs> and it's like a really nasty, loud fart. And uh, everybody gets so pissed off that you're beaten to death. Whoa, fuck. No. <laughs> you're, you're beaten to death. Uh, your body gets uh, just pulverized in the shower. And the last thing you see is just your blood swirling down the drain. <laughs> And you can you you lay on the shower floor and you just hear those dulcet bear. Oh, fuck that! From somewhere down in the drain. Fuck you! With my last ounce of strength, I scream into the pipe. You try to do that, and then uh, a a a prisoner who had never fought anybody. His name was uh, Tiny Philip. <laughs> Tiny Philip. Yeah. Why was that his name? Because he was really small. <laughs> He was four foot ten. Oh man! Uh, even he was like, "Fuck you!" And he just started kicking you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Tiny Philip delivers the last blow. He's the one who ultimately kills you. Great. Good for Tiny Philip. Maybe he can. This will help him establish on, a wreck. On the steps of heaven, they look over the most embarrassing deaths of all time, the most lopsided victories of all time, and yours was number one because Tiny Philip was so weak, but he still <laughs> is credited for killing you. Yeah. So you never get into heaven. You wait, just, for what? You just wait outside the gates forever. <laughs> you don't go to hell or anything, but you just stand outside of heaven forever. It smells like Jeez. ambrosia. You Jeez. never get to taste it. 
do I? No, whatever you were going to say, no. No, okay. just no. That is bleak, and I don't think I deserve that. I really don't. I don't. Um, now you have a new friend. Now Slim Kaufman is. Uh, there's no pipes in heaven. And I'm not even in heaven. Well, you know, if you were, I, if the, you were the Valve. This fucking guy, he caught me again. If you were the Valve, he'd be there for you. I do, I do like his voice, but yeah. Buttery, dulcet tones. Yeah. I never got to use him to, to kill anybody. Well, you never know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 